0: This message comes from Legal Talk sponsor, Choice New York Management.
1: The heart of every building is its people, and Choice New York knows how to find the right people to deliver a first-class experience. Staffing by Choice is the premium provider of building services in New York City. Serving New York's residential and commercial buildings for 15 years, our philosophy is simple, your home, our priority. Visit choicenewyork.com to learn more. Welcome to Legal Talk, a conversation about governance issues that New York's co-op and condo boards are tackling right now. I'm Bill Morris with Habitat, the New York City Magazine for Co-op and Condo Board Directors. With you today is Peter Massa, a partner in the law firm of Armstrong Teasdale, and Peter, the. Business judgment rule is a big thing in the co-op and condo world. It's an armor for boards. Tell us quickly how it works.
0: So the business judgment rule is a doctrine that's been around in corporate law for a long time. And since it's been applied to co-ops as well, the theory is board decisions will not be second-guessed by the courts and will stand when made in the proper exercise of the board's business
1: judgment. So it's protection, but it is with limitations. Let's start off with some successful cases where a board performed an action that was protected by the business judgment rule. Do you have some anecdotal evidence you could give us? Sure.
0: So the main case in this subject is known as the Dusky case. And in that case, a shareholder wanted to alter a building steam riser and the board said no and the shareholder sued and the court said we're not going to second guess the board's decision here because they were clearly in furtherance of the corporation's legitimate interests and in accordance with the recommendation of the corporation's professionals and the
1: governing documents so they were acting for the further benefit of the corporation within their powers and without any sort of bad faith or self-dealing? Is that a part of it as well?
0: Exactly. So the caveat here is you generally don't have business judgment rule protection. If you're acting in bad faith, if you're acting outside of the board's authority, if you're acting against what your governing documents say, if you're actions are for reasons of self-dealing and not in furtherance of the corporation's legitimate interests and not following the advice of your advisors.
1: Okay. Well, now the Dusky case is sort of a landmark for co-op and condo boards. Now give us an example of a case where a board ran afoul of the business judgment rule.
0: This typically comes up many times in context of rejecting applicants or subleasing fees and those kinds of things where the governing documents say one thing and the board does another because of either personal reasons of certain board members or because boards sometimes have a we can do what we want attitude or whatever else, boards sometimes do take action outside of the governing documents and things like Imposing sublease fees, rejecting certain alterations, one example of this is many proprietary leases in the alteration paragraph, it says the board's right to consent alterations is not unlimited. It says the board won't unreasonably withhold consent. So when boards then impose tests that a court deem unreasonable because that language is there, it's not necessarily protected by the business judgment rule. If the board had full discretion under the proprietary lease, they would have more leeway to impose whatever conditions they wanted, as long as it met the
1: broad categories. Now, how about professional advice? Let's say a lawyer advises the board in one way, an engineer, an architect says, do this, don't do that. And the board says, forget it, we're going to do what we want to do. Does that open them as well to the loss of protection of the business judgment rule?
0: Yes, a board should be following the advice in general of their professional. Boards aren't engineers, boards aren't lawyers. A board's job is to take the advice of your professionals who are experts in the various subject matters and make the broad stroke decision on behalf of the corporation. One example of this I faced was a condominium which had several different chimneys with fireplaces and apartments. And at one point it was discovered that the chimneys weren't properly lined and fireproofed. A multiple engineers said, you have to get this done. It was a huge price tag and the board was facing potential litigation on either side. One by a group that didn't want to spend the money and said the fireplaces have been here for many years and never been a problem and the other side who was threatening to sue if the board did this because it was going to be a big assessment i advised the board at the time to rely on the advice of the engineer who said the work needed to be done and it was a life safety issue and if the other side sued and said you have no right to impose this assessment I thought that the decision would be upheld because we relied on the advice of the engineer and the assessment was in accordance with the governing documents. That case never actually went to litigation, but that's generally how this is applied.
1: So can you wrap up with a lesson for boards when they're dealing with the possibility of running into the business judgment rule?
0: The main lesson I have in this area is follow the advice of your professionals, follow your governing documents, and you'll generally be okay. If you can show in a potential litigation later that you were trying to do what was best for the corporation or condominium, even if it was wrong, courts generally will grant you broad leeway as long as you are not self-dealing, not going against the governing documents and following the advice of your professionals.
1: So the business judgment rule is thick armor, but it's not impervious to being penetrated. Pete Massa, very informative. We appreciate the lesson. Thank you so much. Thank you.